Hey, this is Peter Danklesen, and you're listening to Wild Man and Steve. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve show starts right now. Mr. Segway, everybody's always excited to see what you have for us. We have a unique situation in this interview. We've done this before, um, where we kind of have to do the Segway in a different setting because the interview is taking place somewhere else. Um, and so you, you're unable to be with us for this interview. We understand that. That's no issue. I mean, believe me, the people aren't clamoring for that anyway. Um, so, <laughs> however... Now, let me just turn it over to you. The floor is yours, Mr. Segway, who just gave me, folks, he just gave me that side-eye eyebrow raise when I made that statement. You know, well, man, here's the thing uh, about this show. It, it doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't matter if we can't be together in the same space, if we can't even be together at the same time for this show. The thing is, we're just so committed to this show. I mean, we are resolute in our commitment to bringing the best artist to the fans, to bringing fans the best artist, to bringing everybody to Jesus. We're, we're just so resolute in that. And, and it, so it doesn't really matter. The thing is, though, you know, we are only human. And... Sometimes things don't work out for us, but uh, anyhow, hopefully, hopefully this will. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good, Steve. That, that's good. Now, just a quick question. Um, so if I'm hearing you correctly, if I'm hearing you correctly, you have a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> Take two. You have a fever, and the only prescription is Zoloft. <laughs> okay, I confess I don't know. Ladies what and gentlemen, Stegway is really going off the rails tonight. Well, I don't know what okay. you're going. You have for. a fever, and the only prescription is Brian Carmen. <laughs> there you go. That's it. He did it, folks. He did it. <laughs> All right, so this is the Wild Man and Steve show, and usually Steve would be with me by my side. However, he is not with us today. So listeners, you are just stuck with myself right now. And we have the band, We Are Resolute, with us. We have Brian Carmen, guitarist for We Are Resolute. Brian, how are you doing today? Welcome to the program, sir. I'm doing pretty good tonight. Thanks for having me again. Sure, absolutely. 
So t- talk to us a, a little bit about, uh, first of all, you have a new, the, the new project. Um, talk to us about that. Um, specifically, what listeners like to, to look for a lot of times is what are the differences or what are the similarities of what you've done so far compared with the new project? But the first one was called Shine the Light. And we obviously had Dale Thompson on vocals. But uh, this, pro- this project is going to blow your mind because um, the biggest difference is um, the people that we have on it. Oh. So let me go real quick through the list of artists. <laughs> so we, we brought Dale Thompson back on vocals, obviously. His brother, Troy Thompson, did cello on one song. Oh, wow. Wow. And it's really beautiful. Um, Benjamin Birdsong, lead, song, lead singer from the Bird Songs. They're um, all brothers and one sister. Right. Benjamin Birdsong did um, vocals with my daughter. Oh, wow. Okay. So Lydia is my daughter. So she was 14 at the time of recording. Uh, Chaz Bond from Biogenesis did vocals on one song. My nephew, Kenneth Rasmussen, did drums on the song with my daughter. Mm -hmm. John Machman drums again, and he did some guitars, electric and acoustic. James E. Blackburn is a producer and an actor. He did bass on the song with my daughter. Wow. Uh, Michael Fian, drummer from White Cross. Yes, yes. He did drums on one song. And nine of the songs, Tracy Ferry is going to be doing bass. Oh, wow. Wow. So that right there is amazing in itself. <laughs> sure, sure. I can't believe the contacts that God has given me over these last, I don't know, five years or so. Yeah. Yeah, just that, even just getting Dale. I mean, we were floored. Now like, you just heard the list of names. I mean, holy cow! There's 10 songs. Um, the first song is preceded by a thing we called Alpha and Omega. And my daughter, there's going to be angel sounds and my daughter playing a piano. And that'll go into the Almighty, which is a pretty upbeat rocking song. And then the song with uh, Chaz Bond is Light of Day, a song I wrote a long time ago with my other band, Otherwise Broken. And he did a great job on that, too. Song number three is called The Waves. And that, that song is about, um, you know, Peter jumping off the boat, walking on the water. The waves came beating on him and he got scared and looked down and then he sank. So it's about not looking at the waves. Dale did an awesome job. Well, he did an awesome job in every song. And the title track is number four, Only Human. Song number five is You Love Me. And that song makes me cry, especially the trials and stuff I'm going through right now in life. And song number six is Heaven. That's the one Troy did the cello on. Okay. And that song actually um, was birthed from my wife. Um, her mom died with Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a poem about it. And I read it. You know, and let's say it's like a whole page long. Well, I had to get it into song form. So I, I took the main parts of her poem and made it into a song. And it, it's beautiful, man. It's a really good song. Of you. 
Number seven is out of time because we're not going to have a lot of time on this earth. We're like a, it, our life is like a vapor, right? Right, sure. So you're running out of time. And then because of some of the trials and stuff I'm going through, um, the song Fear came about. So, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of what goes on in your head and how the devil can use fear to um, take you away from God and trusting in him. Yeah, yeah. Then the song, the song my daughter, um, I wrote all these. Uh, my daughter sings the song with Benjamin Birdsong and James E. Blackburn does bass and my nephew Kenneth Rasmussen does the drums. It's called Who I Am. And I wrote that one because my daughter was having trouble making friends in um, high school. She just started this year. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, all that acceptance and all that kind of stuff. So, like, be who you are in Christ. Do your work and God will send you friends. <laughs> sure. Just sure. be who you are, you know? Hey everybody, Wild Man here. I'm looking for my man Steve, my partner. Maybe he said that he had your number. Oh, he's over you there. I, I, I can hear him. You hear him, guys? I said so you needed a reason. Hey Steve, how you doing? He said that ain't much time. Steve. Oh, but when you lose. You win. Hey. That's the way it is. That's when the hey. love comes down. Well, he's got his, he's got his headphones on. Folks. He's got his headphones on. He can't listen to me at all. Steve, oh, Steve, oh, Steve, hey, Steve. Give me that. Give me your headphones. I'm trying to. Steve, Steve. Dude, what are you doing? Hey, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, I was listening to my cassette of Res Band's album Between Heaven and Hell. Say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just say cassette? Yeah, man, I gotta be honest, it's getting pretty worn though. I mean, I've had this thing since the 80s, man. Uh, you know, well, man, this cassette is starting to sound a bit rough, but you, you know what I thought I might do? I, th- I thought I'd just like play it really loud and then, you know, record it through my computer. You know, just like hold my, my, my headphones up to the computer mic. Oh man, you know that would sound terrible. Man, you always come up with the great ideas, don't you? Good grief. That, that 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 would sound horrible. You need Girder's remastered versions. The sound is clear and crisp, and you get a collector's trading card with each one. Go to girdermusic.com and get yours today, along with Disciple as well. Dude, man, that sounds great. Hey, give me my headphones back. Oh, no. Oh, but when you lose, you win. That's the way it is. Folks, That's uh, where go to girdermusic.com right now. That's where and the love what you'll hear is a, a little better than this. Oh, but when you lose, you win. That's the way it is. That's where the love comes down. That's where the love comes down. 
And then the last song is called Three Days Later. Mm-hmm. And that's when Michael Fian does the drums on. Okay. Wow. So you, you mentioned about uh, writing the songs. And I'm always intrigued by that, uh, you know, because when we talk to song, different songwriters, um, usually you can't paint a songwriter with one brush. Usually everybody has their different way of going about it. So how do you come up with the songs? Um, is it something that just comes to you and you're done with it in a day? Is it a long process? Do you struggle through it? Talk to us a little bit about that. I think for me, every song has its own, its own story. Um, usually I don't know if like as a kid, I had ADHD, but if I draw or doodle, I can pay attention better at church. I write a lot, at least one song, but like on any given Sunday, I could write like three, like the other Sunday, I wrote three songs okay. and <laughs> whatever the pastor is preaching on, he might say a key word and it just sticks in my head oh, and yeah. boom, I, I get my phone out and start writing, writing on my little notepad. <laughs> kind of like Dale Thompson said, he's always got a real notepad and a pen or a pencil in his pocket. Yeah, yeah he showed us that last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, sometimes I can just like one of them, there's a song that we're probably going to put on our third album if I get a chance to do that, Lord willing. It's called Don't Be Afraid. Mm-hmm. My wife called up and I was downstairs playing video games. So I paused it, went upstairs and she was, my daughter was afraid to go to sleep because she thought she'd die in her sleep. Is it First Timothy one seven or Second Timothy one seven? First, yeah, I believe God's so. not given us the spirit of fear, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I let her read that verse out loud to me, and then we prayed, and boom, she was out like a light. Wow! Don't wow. ever tell nobody ever tell me that the word of God's not from Him. The Bible is the word of God, and it's powerful, very powerful. remember the first song you ever wrote <laughs> yeah <laughs> and how long ago was that it'd be about 2000 2001 okay and i've got i've got like dvds of everything because i transferred it from vhs you remember those right sure I transferred it from D, uh, vhs to dvd of our first concert and i documented like a lot of our practices because i was writing songs and as we went through the songs when we were playing live Mm-hmm. each practice we go hey what if we did this you know so it kind of morphed into something okay but uh the first my first songs were more like uh jesus loves you gotta get saved you know kind of simple kind of stuff that i laugh at now but um more i'm more of a visual writer now sure mm-hmm. and a lot of it's from personal experience like the song fear yeah yeah and uh only human is too and you'll, you'll get to see that when you hear it mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, based on some things I'm going through. But songwriting, 
once I got the, the niche, I, I can visualize things now because I'll go usually intro, verse, verse, chorus, verse, verse, chorus, solo, chorus, end. Mm-hmm. But some songs take different variations of that. And I can just, I don't know, I get a topic and boom. If I get an idea, it's like God's like sending it to me, like a ghostwriter, but it's the Holy Ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's really amazing. You know, just like when we heard your story last time, it's, it's amazing. As you already mentioned tonight, uh, what God has done and how he brought so many amazing musicians um, for this album that you're putting together. I mean, in many ways, you got it, it's somewhat of a super group kind of thing going here. Um, so... Talk to us about what that process has been like. Now, first of all, as an artist, you know, one of the things we've discovered um, over the last few years is that the music industry has changed a lot. And it, it used to be, unless you had a lot of money, you weren't, you weren't going to make it anywhere um, or right. if you had, had the right connection or the right person. Um but what has the process been like for you, you know, uh, you know, with this not being your main career, so to speak, and it's something that you're building off of, um, how have you been able to make the contacts? How have you been able to finance the projects? That's my one question, because I know financing projects, even if it's just um, something that you're not doing in a, in a uh, professional, amazing studio in, in California, um, it still takes a lot of um, backing to get this done. So how, what, how, how have you had made the contacts and how have you, um, how has God financed this for you? The contacts that I would have to give credit to God first, hooking me up with Dale Thompson. Mm-hmm. Cause for example, I was um, texting with Dale one night and I was looking for another bassist and uh, Dale said, Hey, Tracy Ferry. And <laughs> when he typed this, I about freaked out. Tracy Ferry said he'd be interested in talking to you guys. I'm like, whoa, give me his number. <laughs> I mean, instantly. I was like, you, you got to be kidding me. He's like one of my top five favorite bass players. Sure. Yeah. My goodness. So that was one way. And then just um, social media. Like I got a hold of uh, James Blackburn, the actor producer, because we were commenting on some kind of, I didn't even know him. And we were, I was commenting on something. He agreed with me and we started chatting. Mm-hmm. Now he's one of our biggest fans and he's donated money to the band and he did bass for no cost. Wow. Wow. Benjamin Bird, Benjamin Bird song. I've seen them a concert two times. I think they came to our church mm-hmm. and they're just the cool down to earth people. And I just were friends, on, friends on Facebook. And I just asked them simply, Hey, my daughter, is working on a song, would you be willing to sing on it? And got an answer back. And actually he didn't charge us either. <laughs> wow. He used it as an, um, a way to show his wife <clears throat> the ins and outs or whatever of uh, voice laying down the voice um, vocal layering. So it was more okay. of a really good time for him to do it. It was good. So he sure. said, since I promoted his band so much on Facebook and all that stuff, he said, don't even worry about it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and he's got a great voice. Wait till you hear my daughter and him singing together. Oh, <laughs> I'm so proud of her too. Oh, my daughter's doing all the keyboards on the um, whole project also. Oh, wow. That's nice. So, so as far as the contacts go, it was just social media. And it also started with Dale accepting it. And then him just telling me about so-and-so and whatever. And then just uh, reaching out to people. Sure. So 
Michael Thiem was the last one. We just got him done, and he's really cool. So, yeah. yeah. So what was the other one? Uh, uh, was other that, the, just about the, the financing. Money. Yeah, Money. the financing involved, yeah. I did a few um, Facebook fundraisers that helped out. Anybody that gave anything, it helped. Mm-hmm. But sure. uh, I have to give props and kudos to Bill Bafford from yeah. uh, Rocks Records because he really believes in our project and he gave us, he put a lot of money into this for us. Wow. Wow. And I think we're not going to get as many CDs as we did the first time because of the money he had to put into it. But if he didn't do what he did, we, this project wouldn't happen. Yeah. So I'm really, it makes me happy because uh, when I phone interviewed with him, I could tell that working with him was of God. Mm. Just the phone interview was great. Rocks records. I, you know, my hat's off to them. Everything that Bill's doing and the people that he works with. I'm going to start crying, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, was he, was he the, uh, was he involved in your first project as well? Or just, yeah. in okay. we were signed with, we were signed with rocks records for both. Okay. okay. Oh, cool tidbit. I messaged Bill when he sent me the, um, the contracts to mm-hmm. sign. And I told him I was going to print up an extra one for my daughter just to ha- for her to have fun. He goes, won't you have her sign it and send it to me? Yeah. So she got to actually sign. <laughs> wow. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wow. I, I can see hand, God's hand throughout this and I can see where Satan's been trying to really attack our project. And the reason why I bring that up is our, our music is touching people's lives. And here's how. Dale Thompson told me, because, you know, you heard rumors from him that he was going to maybe retire from doing vocals Mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. Well, he has stopped a few projects that he's no longer going to be working on. Well, he told me that he cannot see himself not doing any more of my the work that I do because he feels that the Holy Spirit is definitely in my writing. Wow. Wow. That hit me so hard. Sure. Yeah, I told you I might cry during this. So <laughs> <laughs> no problem, sir. Yeah, it's just amazing to hear your story, to hear what's happening. You know, just just in a couple years, how how you've gone from the idea, the vision, the startup, and then just one thing to the next, and here you are. You know, second project. Um, yep. So so for for the sound, let's talk about the sound for a moment. Um, uh, how would you describe to any of our listeners or any of the fans out there that maybe they haven't even heard your first project yet and they hear that Dale Thompson is singing on it and maybe one of the questions out there, and this may not be the easiest question to answer, but maybe a question out there would be, okay, Dale Thompson, he sang for Bride and he still sings for Bride for years. Yep. Uh, what can you tell our listeners that would differentiate this from Bride? that what makes this not just another bride sounding album? Yeah. We've been, we've been told that we're um, a lot of rock and we, we teeter on the edge of hard rock at times. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Bride has its own little thing. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because it's still, it's still Dale Thompson and he right. does great harmonies in bride also, but I don't know. It's just something different about how he interprets how I write. Oh, that yes. makes it different. And here <clears throat> for every song, when we're recording, I need I'm the vocalist until we get it to Dale. 
because we got to know where we're at in the recording processes. Right. Otherwise, we put one time before I started doing that, we put a, a guitar solo where the chorus was supposed to be. Yeah. And we're listening to it. And we're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So right. I said, well, I can sing it. It might not be the greatest, but, you know, after doing two albums of singing now, my voice has gotten a lot better. Okay. I just need some training, you know. You know Dave Cruz from the Covenant Metal Show? Uh-huh. Yes. He inter- he interviewed me and said, you got to promise me, you got to sing on your your third album. You got to sing on one of your songs. I'm like, all right, I'll look into it. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah. so I guess, did I answer the question? I don't yeah, I think so. I think that makes sense. The difference with the melodic rock um, and just Dale's interpretation of your writing. So you you being behind it um you know is is what makes the difference you know you're writing the music and then he takes your vision and then he puts it into a sound see this going now i I mean you know we we can never predict the future and so we always ask this question in the ideal sense because you like what are your goals where would you like to see see the the project the band go uh coming up here in the future in 2022 um you know covid of course has affected what everybody's doing but especially musicians um where would you like to see this go right now i'm working with um my nephew, my daughter, and um, a friend of mine, we're starting to practice a, an acoustic set Okay. to, to do some um, open mic yeah. at a place downtown here in Holland, Michigan. Okay. And just to get me some more experience playing live because I haven't played live in a while. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can still do that, we're getting ready. We'll probably start off with like four songs. Uh, i got You Are My God, a song called Beautiful. That's going to be on my daughter's project if we ever get that going. Okay. And then uh, we say, you are my God, beautiful, who I am, the one that's on this new album. Right. And then one more. Oh, Master Plan. It's a pretty cool song. It's upbeat. Yeah. And I bought one of those boxes that the drummer sits on and plays. That right there is like anything live that we'd have planned. And that wouldn't include John Machma unless he decides to do bass. Okay. But he's he's pretty busy. But anyway, as far as We Are Resolute goes, as long as the Lord allows a certain thing to not happen in my life and the trials that I'm going through, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be working on album number three. And it's probably right now, the way I'm thinking, it may be a heavier album or a little darker mm-hmm. because of what I'm going through. Okay. Okay. But it'll still have that hope sure. because that's what Jesus gives us. And it's not a, oh, I hope, like my Buccaneers lost. <laughs> Than the playoffs Sunday. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about the signs behind you, but I thought. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but with sports, you hope your team wins. That's right. not the hope. That's not the hope we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Our eternal hope. Jesus is our hope. And hope totally has a different definition than what the world thinks it means. Yeah. Yeah. So 
That's what I, I still want to do the same thing. The gospel is going to be there through through events that happen in my life. And there's always going to be that. If it starts off dark in the song, it'll always end with there's hope. Talk for a moment about something that you and I, I believe, have in common. Not your shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, very few do, but I, I stick it out. Even that's where I was born and raised, and things are different now, and I'm surrounded by enemies. But no, Don't I'm believe. thinking, I'm thinking about. Oh, did you just say that? Oh, wow! Ouch! <laughs> Interview over, over, folks. Right? Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, but no, something that I think brings people together. And I've even said before that, uh, people that do this almost speak in a different language. And that has to do with this amazing instrument we call the guitar. Yeah. I'm a guitarist. You're a guitarist. There's something amazing about it. So first of all, just talk to us about your history with this amazing God given instrument that we call the guitar. (laughs) Um, my drummer. John Machma, um, he went to my church and a long while ago, and we got to talking and I invited him over for lunch and we just sat around listening to White Cross and Striper and Petra and all that because he had just become a Christian not too long before I met him. Mm-hmm. And he was in a lot of secular bands. He told me during that time, if, if I bought a guitar, he'd show me a couple of things. And so the joke is, it's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I bought, I bought a pretty cheap you know beginner guitar and just started learning whatever it was supposed to learn like basic chords sure drove my drove my wife nuts <laughs> g c d g c d yeah, over and over <laughs> but anyway that's how it started and then as i got a little bit better i got the band otherwise broken going but the the people that i had in the band didn't want me to do what we call wheelie d's <laughs> that's when you put a guitar yeah exactly yeah the guitar solos are pretty boring back when in that day of my other band okay but uh once once john and i decided we're just gonna go do a a cd project and i said can i do wheelie d's (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah do what you want this is our project we're gonna do whatever we want right so the more i practiced on my guitar the obviously the better i got and I'm still not the greatest. I'm like, not like Rex Carroll or anything. <laughs> but but uh, I think I think for what I do, I'm, it sounds pretty awesome. I mean, I'm thrilled to death to, to hear what I've done and how my, my drummer, John, makes me sound better than I am, too. Because we do cheat a little bit. Like, if you ask me to play a song straight through, I can't right now. There's, there's no way. Okay. We piece it together using yeah. the computer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and you know... There's professional dudes, I mean, real professionals, that do the same thing I'm doing. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, George Lynch. He said the same thing in an interview because someone said, uh, would you and Michael consider doing a, a tour? And he goes, man, we can't do that. Why not? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd have to relearn everything we came up with, and I'm like, man, that made me feel better. And when we sit down to do the guitar solos, a lot of times I'm making it up as right there during the recording, and I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, try that again, and, yeah. and we we'll probably do about 10, 15 takes until we get one just how we want it. Yeah, and I so, think I think I think that's something uh, in common with all guitarists, especially guitar soloists. It's very rare that it's that they that a solo is written. And you stick to that. You just kind of play right. it, play off of it. I'm reminded of a quote from Jimi Hendrix that I just saw posted recently, a short video from him. He was on a show, he was being interviewed, and he said he's always trying something new. And he said that's why he's always making mistakes. Yep. And, and you know, of course, you think people think well, Jimi Hendrix making mistakes. And then he made the joke. He said, A lot of people who are copying me don't realize it, but they're copying my mistakes. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but yeah, but one of the things, folks out there, for all the non-guitarists out there, because I'm sure all guitarists understand this, there's something about the instrument of the guitar that causes you to improvise naturally. Yep. That you just kind of you you learn the scales, you learn this, and then you start playing it. In fact, some of the playing that I've done, I've had people, I've uh, when I've played for people. Um, on projects or something that they want me to do a solo for or something like that. And I ask them, say, what do you want? And they've even said, just do whatever you hear in your head, whatever yep. you hear in your head. And so that's exactly what you're doing. So do you, do you have any, are you one of those that's um, just amazed by the instrument itself? Do you, do you have a sp specific guitar or brand that's your favorite, anything like that? Well, through, trial and error my two favorite brands are jackson and ibanez oh there you go yeah i, I have, have both I have, I have both yeah <laughs> okay i have an ibanez bass uh-huh and and acoustic and i have a jackson electric that i just got and has the um floyd rose locking system on it yeah because i like to use i like to use the whammy bar yeah sure or whatever they call they call it i like calling it the whammy bar <laughs> yeah whammy bar tremolo bar whatever you yep. want to call it yeah yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I've always, I found your story encouraging from the, from the time we interviewed you the first time, um, you know, there's probably listeners too that are listening to us. Um, there's probably some that uh, played guitar in high school and had their, their eyes set on hitting the road and being on tour and life <clears throat> happens and things take place. So they go a different direction. They put the guitar in the closet and, and then they think they think it's over, right? And now they hear someone like you talking um, of what you've accomplished here in such a short time. They might be getting that urge and that inkling. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe I could dust off those strings and maybe I could do something because you know I've always wanted to. What is your advice to them? Well, I didn't start playing guitar till I was thirty-five, ah. so it's never too late as long as you have your fingers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. My advice would be, well, like last interview, very mm -hmm. first thing, if you're a Christian, do it for God. Mm -hmm. sure. I was asked by a non-Christian guy in an interview that I did if I would ever consider doing a secular album. John and I just shook our head no right away. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I could write a song, a song, a beautiful song about a tree and not even talk about God. And yeah. there would be nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But we're only like my one song called Out of Time. Mm -hmm. Our time here is limited. 
Yeah. And the reason why we were created was to glorify God. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so John and I want any music that we put out is going to glorify God, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the gospel is going to be the main thing. And so for non-believers to hear the, hear our music and start asking themselves, wow, is there really a God? And then start that search. And then for believers, if you're struggling and we all do. So if you think you're not struggling, you're lying. <laughs> right, right. We need God. So there's songs that are written like uh, the song, You Are My, I mean, You Love Me. Mm-hmm. I've shed tears over the song going through my trials that I'm going through right now. And that song is just really killer. Uh, my brother, Kurt Carmen down in Florida, I sent him a copy of it without the bass because we don't have Tracy Ferry's bass yet, but that's the next step. Um, he likes like, uh, what's that five finger death punch and seven something or other, some really heavy bands. Yeah, sure. He heard heard the song, you love me. And he goes, Brian, you know that I love my music heavy, but there's something about that song. You love me. I really like it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So basically if you're a Christian, you need to do the music to glorify God. Yeah. And if you don't, that's between you and him. I mean, you can do music, you can do music and still glorify him, even if you're not preaching or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But for me and John Makma, my drummer, we just we have to use our music as an avenue, part of ministry to reach people. Because here's a, here's a good reason why. Uh, there's one of our main fans, Robert Scott. His dad was dying. Mm. And I really felt burdened for this guy. He was nice. He was buying our product. <laughs> He's a super fan. He's really cool, too. And he loved his dad so much. I, I said, is it okay if I send you a couple videos and you can, your dad can watch them? And I'll even send uh, a couple songs that aren't done yet, but I think that they would be good for this situation. And he said, sure. So I sent one one of the songs I'll talk about is uh, the song Heaven that Troy does the cello on. Mm-hmm. He told me that his family was blessed as they sat around his dad's bed and they re- um, really felt blessed listening to the song. Well, after his dad died, he asked me if he could read the lyrics at his dad's funeral. Mm, wow. Now you tell me my music's not touching people. Yeah. Sure. That's why the dev- that's why the devil's attacking our, our project sure. in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as long as long as it's for the glory of God, then I'll I'll accept it. So just um, for people out there that don't know, I'm going through something. Just pray for me, my wife, my my daughter, and yeah. for our project because the devil is definitely attacking. And, you know, especially when you have the music that you do is, and folks, if you haven't heard it yet, um, it's, it's, I would never put it in an ambiguous category. I would never put it in a, uh, in a uh, subtle category. It's pretty much in your face. This is what we believe and this is what we're singing about.
So what do we have to look forward to as far as dates of the project? Um, I know your last project, you had at least one, two videos. Uh, do we do we have video releases with this one as well? And when are we going to see yeah. the release happen? Well, for the first album, we've got more than two now up on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and search We Are Resolute, you can check out all the videos there. Okay. I have a couple of videos started, but since we don't have the final audio yet, I can't put them out. Sure. Yeah. So, but I know I have a video started for the song You Love Me. And Dale, I sent a piece of it to Dale and he's like, that's powerful. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's good. He's yeah. been in the business. He thinks it's good. So that's good. Um, you can check out all of our stuff on all the, most of the major um, things like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and all that kind of stuff for our first album. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be cool because the second album, Dale told us before we started, uh, we need to up it a little bit, you know, up the game. And so the production will be a little bit better. Okay. Um, <clears throat> an example would be uh, during this one solo part I do, I'm actually doing four guitars. Ah, uh, yeah. So I do an acoustic in the left, and we didn't just cut and paste because we wanted to be off from each other a little bit. Sure. So in the right, I do another acoustic, and then I do a lead acoustic and a lead electric. Wow. So left, left and right for all four of those. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds a lot thicker, you know? Sure. So we used a lot of, we doubled almost every guitar. And plus, my daughter, um, at the time of recording was 14. I think there's three or four songs that she actually does uh, keyboard on. Okay. Wow. And from listening to it, you can't tell she's only 14. I mean, even Bill Bafford from uh, Rocks Records said that she did amazing. Yeah. So did Michael Fian. He liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, it, it's, it's great to have you and it's a, uh, it's great to uh, get the update and see what God's doing in your life and what's happening here. Um, any last words you have for our listeners or fans out there? No matter how tough life gets, just remember God loves you. Hmm. And that verse that says all things work together for good, it's true. But as you're going through it, it's hard. Sure. Yeah. If you really love God, you got to know that he has your back. Yeah. And don't forget to check out our first album all over the place. And the second one, I, the second one, man, I'm telling you, this one, even in my mind, blows away the first one. Wow. Do you have yeah. a release, do you have a release date for it yet? Bill Bafford from Rocks Records wanted to know, too. He knows that we, we lost about three months because of COVID between me and John. OK. And um, we are at the point where we had a hiccup with the drums and something was off. Mm -hmm. So we had to send the stuff to Garrett Thomas of the Thomas Thompson Earth Project. Okay, He's doing our mix and master. Um, and he's fixing all the drums. And I think they're close to being done. And as soon as that's done, it's going to Tracy to get bass. And he won't take long because he already tried once and had thought he had it done. Mm -hmm. So and, and he did it. He had a pretty good turnaround time. So you got to take it to send it to Tracy. Then w once we get it back from him, then we send it to Garrett and he already has a jump on it because he's already played around with the drums and stuff. So it should be a quicker uh, turnaround from the mix and master point. So sure. I'm hoping, man, at least no more than two months. I mean, yeah, yeah. So what is it? January, February, March, March or April? 
Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, maybe, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we'll have an Easter re- an Easter release from We Are Resolute. That would be great. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should tell Bill that. <laughs> yeah, re- released on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being with us, sir. And uh, we look forward to what you have happening. And uh, we're all going to be following to see where We Are Resolute is heading next. Thanks for having me. It was great to be on here a second time. It was an honor to interview Brian Carmen of We Are Resolute. He has such an amazing story of how God just brought together the right people for this band at the right time, and now they're working on their second project and getting ready to release their second album. It's just so exciting to see what God can do, um, and, and, and I think it's amazing how God will work in those ways if we let him. You know, that's what that's how God works. You know, all throughout scripture, we see God doing amazing things. And it's it's as if man, all man had to do was just simply respond. All mankind had to do was just say, Lord, I'm yours. Use me however you will. And what he does is he opens and closes the doors, the direction that he, he opens and closes the doors that he wants opened and closed. And so I, I just ask all of you out there um, to give your life to God in the same way that Brian has and just say, God, what do you have for me? And you'll, you'll be surprised probably at what's around the corner, what, what God has in store for you. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. The Wild Man and Steve Show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com.